is the Go Blue Crew. Derek, where were you when the Brandon Peters era began for Michigan football? I was on my couch. Um, oh, the same answer for me. You're on your couch. Not, not exciting. I could have gone to the game. Tickets were super affordable, but I just one of those weather weeks where tough weather in Michigan, probably in Indiana as well, and just weren't wasn't sure I wanted to drive two hours to get down there. But I was on my couch and I was impatiently waiting on my couch uh, after the way John O'Corn kind of started the game, uh, waiting patiently, well, impatiently really, uh, for Brand Peters to get a shot. He gets a shot, and I was all smiles. I'll be honest; it was, it was a, it was a happy moment for me. Uh, excited for Brandon Peters to get the opportunity, and and I think that it's the right fit. Are you eating something? Oh man, I am having the best chocolate peanut butter pie from Hearthstone. And I tell you what, Tyler, if you ever get a chance to visit Mid Michigan, Hearthstone is the place to go for breakfast, for dinner, for desserts. You can have pies, you can have cinnamon rolls. Tyler, man, I didn't think we'd do an advertisement this early in the show, but come up here to Hearthstone. Let's <laughs> it's so, it's so appropriate. It's so appropriate. You sound like you're having a good time. Mm. Ah. <laughs> I, was, I was on the couch, too. Um, I was, like, in the fetal position because things just hadn't been working out. And, you know, when things, like, don't work out against Rutgers, you, really, you, t- you, t- uh, you take the worst-case scenario approach and, and, and you get ready to, for, uh, you know, for all hell to break loose. So that's what I was kind of doing. And then Peters comes in, and it's like this weight was lifted off my shoulders, and I, I felt like a, a different person. I joked the next day that Brandon Peters inserted new life into my dead soul, and I, I believe that thoroughly. My my soul as a Michigan fan was uh, starting to die off, <laughs> and then you know, in trots Brandon Peters, you know, and his quiet self and and whatnot, and uh, he he resurrected me. Yeah, I would say that hopefully this turns out that Brandon Peters is the the biggest savior since Jim Harbaugh coming to Michigan and stepping on campus. You've got to hope that a young guy who obviously came out of high school with a lot of talent, a guy that I know you had the privilege of seeing. Um, you have to you have to assume that he's hungry, ready to prove himself, not only to his teammates and coaches, but maybe even on the national scene. And, and that might be a big, a big step right now. Uh, and I think that we've got to kind of slow our roll a bit, uh, even with some of our excitement, because I think there will be growing pains. However, I, I do think this is the right move for Jim Harbaugh, uh, glad that he officially made it. I would expect him to be the starter going forward, and then obviously uh, that sets up well for next season, even though there's going to be quarterback competition every year as long as Harbaugh's the coach. Uh, this is great uh, time for an opportunity for Brandon Peters to really kind of solidify himself in a starting role. Well, if he can do that, if he can solidify himself, um, you know, he's got two games against Maryland and Minnesota, I said that in reverse order against Minnesota and Maryland, and that'll be like big for Michigan, obviously. And then he'll have a chance to like get on the national scene, even you know, with with Wisconsin, Ohio State, if he can, you know, win the starting job and like maintain that. So he'll he'll definitely have a shot to, uh, you know, put himself on a on a larger scale for for more people to see and be like, holy crap, Michigan's had three quarterbacks for this season, and who knows, you know, if if Wilton Spade can like get healthy and if he's cleared to play. 
maybe he beats out Brandon Peters and wins his job back and, and Michigan goes through way too many quarterback changes to keep track of. But so the, like the obvious thing now is to, to talk about like what Michigan's potential is now with Brandon Peters, a quarterback and not John O'Corn. Do you think it even changes that much or is this something like that makes a world of a difference? I think we need to maybe limit our expectations now because he has no experience and, and John O'Corn doesn't have a ton of experience uh, but at least he's been around the college game for a longer period of time. Again, there's no question about uh, the the strong arm and talent that Brandon Peters brings to the field. He He's very calm and collective, kind of a no-worry attitude. I know Mike McCray uh, said he was a uh, cool, collected guy, and obviously if a, a guy that returned, uh, and Mike McCray says that about a, a young talent on the team, You've got to think positively. I think the way that other guys responded, Rashawn Gary said, that's my guy. Karan Higdon said that uh, he and Brandon Peters had a bond after the interview in, on BTN after the Rutgers game. So it sounds like some of these young guys and even some of the older guys are, are big advocates for what Brandon Peters brings to the field. But to start off, it's it's going to be an adjustment for him. He's going to have to prove himself and I think that the offense will be simplified still like we've seen it in some games in the past and until he can get more and more comfortable and start building that experience, which luckily you said he has two games that seem like great games to do that, uh, I wouldn't expect too much out of him. However, I do think we'll see some more positive things than we've seen in the last few weeks from John O'Corn. I do think we're going to see like some kind of um, unintended consequences that'll be good in terms of Michigan not limiting the playbook, but... Uh, simplifying it, which is something that we've been talking about for a while. You know, things were just too complex. They were throwing, they were asking their quarterbacks to do too much. And, you know, with redshirt freshmen, I think they're going to dial it back even more than they have been in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, it stands to reason that Michigan will benefit from that. And it's not like I'm expecting Brandon Peters to go out there and, and throw the ball 40 times a game for 350 yards. But if he can be an effective passer, you know, you saw what Michigan was able to do against Rutgers on the ground. Granted, it was Rutgers, but you're able to run the ball out better when the defense when the defense can't stack eight guys in the box. If you make them respect the pass game, then you're going to be able to run the football, which is what Michigan wants to do. It's very logical. That's like football 101, and it looks like Michigan finally has a chance to do that this season. Yeah, if you think about the, the Michigan State game, and obviously weather played a factor in that, but even the Indiana game or, or games before that, Purdue – John O'Corn always seemed to be a couple of positive pass plays away from either a change of a result or or uh, more contribution on the offense. Brandon Peters just needs to make some some big throws. He he made some good throws in his first first action. He missed a pretty uh, uh, big chance and opportunity at the end of the game there, a pass that almost could have gone for a touchdown it looked like, and he just kind of misfired through it short. But I do think that just a matter of three to four really solid passing plays can do so much for the dynamic of the offense, an offense that's been really run heavy. And there's been defenses that have literally come out and said, John O'Corn cannot beat us with his arm. We're going to try to make John O'Corn beat us with his arm. And he was unable to do so. So even though it's going to take some time for him to really get rolling, and obviously I would say his ceiling is really high, he probably is not going to reach anywhere near that this season. I do think that he has just the natural talent and potential. And again, I think he's hungry to to make some better plays, uh, be more efficient in the pocket, and then hopefully also with that eliminate some mistakes. Now I will say mistakes will come, and it'll be interesting to see 
kind of how fans react if he throws one or two interceptions in a game against Minnesota or or a struggles against Wisconsin on the road or or hosting Ohio State. So that's yet to be seen. But again, I can't think of anything that could be worse than what John O'Corn has has provided. And that's not shot against John O'Corn at all. It just wasn't hasn't been working out uh, at, with him at quarterback. So I don't think it can get worse for Michigan. So you only have to hope it gets better. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot more leeway for Peters in terms of like what the fans are, are going to hold him to compared to uh, O'Corn and Spate because you got to keep in mind like a bunch of people were calling for this move just because they wanted to see the future like next year they want to see next year's quarterback so you can't ask for that and then get it and then be mad when it doesn't look great this season that would just be totally unfair so I don't think that he's going to be held to the same standard I think people will be pretty much okay if he struggles on the road against Wisconsin like most people do and if he struggles against Ohio State like most people do that's going to be fine I think uh, one thing I want to bring up because I got to watch Peters play in high school once he played behind a, a terrible offensive line and he was forced to move out of the pocket a lot and he had to make really quick reads and get the ball out fast I was really impressed with his pocket presence against Rutgers. I mean, he he was hanging in there when he could and when he had to. He was getting out outside the pocket and making accurate throws for the most part. That was very impressive to me, you know, for his first uh, true action in the college game. Yeah, and I think that's an element that he needs to have in his game. He's obviously not a dual threat guy, but anyone who has pocket presence and can make the right decisions. Uh, One of the things I can think back to two spring games ago was when John LaCorn was uh, a candidate for the starting job even then is he bails too early. He, he gives up too early and he gets out of there. Now, sometimes John O'Corn's running ability and, and his his way he was able to kind of the art he had of escaping rushers and making some solid plays that he did make this year, that was nice and it's nice to have that, but he also made some, some pretty bad mistakes and took a lot of sacks, including seven on the road at Penn State. So, I do think that Brandon Peters, even though the speed's going to change and it's going to be even tougher uh, back there in the pocket making those decisions, I think he looks and he can find receivers better from the small sample size we've seen, and he did find the ability to get out of the pocket, uh, avoid the, the pressure, and then make a solid throw to Ty Isaac for a first down, I believe it was. So again, a very small sample size. Defenses like a Minnesota, not a terrible defense, so obviously provides some pressure. Uh, you get down the road with some better defenses. We'll really see who Brandon Peters is. But again, I think that cool, even keeled nature he brings and, and the support and buy-in he's getting from his teammates and, and now Jim Harbaugh, of course, is really going to help him moving forward. And you just have to hope he excels rather quickly. One that will kind of relieve the fan base and people will feel like, hey, I told you so. I was right. I called this during the spring game. Uh, and two, just for his confidence, the one thing that's a lot different is even if he makes some of the mistakes John O'Corn uh, makes, at least you can kind of forgive him, like you said, because it's a it's a way to build for bringing something to the table next year. He can go in a whole off season. This is what I need to work on. This is what I'm good at. I can improve with this either. Or at the same time, John O'Corn. I mean, great of a guy as he is, and how supportive he was already of Brandon Peters getting the starting job. There's nothing he can really improve. He's probably not going to have a future in the NFL, and uh, he's not coming back to be a Wolverine next year. So I think that this is just uh, a great thing for for Michigan football, and I think most fans, uh, I think 90-some percent, said that they feel better 
on the Wolverine Sounds Twitter having Brandon Peters back there. I think almost everybody agrees that it was overdue and this is the right move by Harbaugh. Was that a scientific poll? Um, what do you mean? With, with the Wolverine Sounds, you said that 90-some percent are supportive of this, and then uh, there was a little delay before you said Wolverine Sounds, and I'm like running through my head like, where in the world is he getting 90-some percent? Like, who conducted this? Did oh, you no. conduct a scientific poll? Uh, yeah, you could say that. I said, are you more confident in Michigan's offense with Brandon Peters at quarterback? 94% yes, 6% no, 208 votes. So, I mean, that's, that's quite a bit. That's scientific enough for me, Tyler. Did you get like a rec- uh, representative sample, though? Uh, oh, I'm not going to lie to you. See, these Twitter polls, it was on Twitter? Yeah. I take it. it yeah, so these Twitter polls, big bias because, uh, you know, they're self-selected. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. you know, uh, I'm sorry. This that's the uh, the person who's taken a couple of political science classes and me coming out. That person is not good because most political science majors think they know everything and they're so annoying to be around. I will not become one of those people. But you know, one thing one thing that kind of makes me nervous about Michigan moving forward, like even with Brandon Peters, we can accept that he's going to be a better option than John O'Corn was. It's like the quarterback situation wasn't the only thing holding him back. You know, you had some rogue play calling from time to time. You have receivers that are struggling to get open. You have an offensive line that's doing well enough, it seems, in the run game to get by, but they can't protect a quarterback long enough or well enough throughout a game. So, like, there are still issues surrounding Peters that need to get fixed before I think we see uh, significant tangible results coming out of this change. It could happen. You know, I'm, I'm hopeful, obviously. But I just want to you know, keep myself prepared for a situation where this doesn't do as much as we're thinking or hoping it can. Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you there. And I think that overall, again, it's a positive thing because as a young guy, and I noticed this when Brandon Peters uh, tossed that touchdown when Kareem Walker had his first touchdown in his college career the way the young guys responded with excitement and and passion on the sidelines these young guys are all friends they all came in together they want uh, they're everyone's their peers and everyone's their teammate but you see a a bigger bond with the freshmen the sophomores uh, guys that have sat out a year and been waiting for a chance to play and they all of these guys last year went on to the NFL went on to graduation and they're finally getting these chances you see some more young guys sprinkled in on defense but the good thing about Peters is there's a lot to figure out still for Michigan as a whole. It wasn't just the quarterback was the problem all season. The line's been suspect. Uh, backs have been non-present in, in a couple of the big games. Defense has some of its issues, even though they've been dominant uh, during a lot of parts of the season. But again, because the core of this team is really young, they can grow together. I think the defenders, anyone on offense sees that this is a guy who can come back and improve next year with them whereas a Wilton Spate can come back next year. John McCorn couldn't. So I think some of these young guys, I think of guys like a Kareem Walker or the young receivers, the young linemen that are finally starting to play a little bit better. This is kind of a core that they know is returning next season. It's not like Michigan's losing a bunch of guys like they did a season ago, and I think that's a positive thing moving forward and really kind of the expectation that I think I had going into the season, even though I knew that there could be some veteran leaders here and there, I'm happy with Brandon Peters because like most of the rest of the offense and defense, they return next year and any experience they get, even in a loss, even through struggles, is positive 
in-game college experience that's just going to boost them uh, come 2018 and even beyond for some of the youngest players. All right, we've been kind of hinting at hinting at this uh, all show, so I think we should just get at it. Like, does Brandon Peters being the starting quarterback change your expectations for Michigan the rest of the season? I feel more confident in that the the offense will improve. Uh, I feel confident the next two weeks. I think Michigan should have no problem at home uh, under the lights again against Minnesota. Maryland would have worried me, but they've had some injury problems and have been inconsistent. And then, yeah, I think Wisconsin's beatable. I've thought that even with uh, as the season was a little bit younger. However, when John O'Corn started to, to suffer with his play, I started thinking that was more of a long shot. But again, this defense has proved that it can almost be a, a championship caliber defense at times. And Wisconsin is a pretty standard pro-style offense where if you just shut down a couple of key elements uh, and your defense gives you a chance to win, a little bit of better of offensive production gives you a chance. So I think three out of the next four could be wins. Uh, I'm pretty safe thinking that two out of the next four are wins, and, and then beyond that to the bowl game, obviously, you'd have to see the matchup. But I'm just as confident, if not more confident, uh, after this weekend when we can hopefully talk about a Michigan-Minnesota win, I think my confidence will grow if I like what I see. So I'm I'm confident that Michigan can win these next two weeks against Minnesota and Maryland, depending on what things look like. And I know this is you know kind of weak to say because I'm not going out on a limb, but there are so many things that can change, and there's going to be a lot of analysis before I feel really confident saying that Michigan's not going to be able to beat Wisconsin. Or even Ohio State, you know. Right now, if I had to, if I had to say, I think they're going to probably lose both of those games. Just you know, would be uh, pretty standard for what's been going on. Excuse me, some some of my beer came up. We might have to mark this episode explicit now since I said beer. I don't know, but I I just I think that um, it changes something, but maybe not enough. I, like I said earlier, there are some issues beyond what was what we were seeing at the quarterback position. And, you know, if those can get fixed, then maybe Michigan season changes completely. And they're able to go out and dominate teams like they should have been. Or maybe uh, not enough changes, and Michigan squeaks two wins out against Minnesota and Maryland, then goes and, and they aren't competitive against Wisconsin and Ohio State. So it's just so tough to say before you can actually see a full big-time game from this, I guess, new team, because things did feel pretty new, at least to me, before I can say, you know, what my real expectations are going forward. I, I'll just say that I'm not um, I'm not 100% sold because I know that's just not a smart thing to do, not because I don't believe in anything or not because I'm a hater or a doubter. I just know that, you know, I haven't seen enough and I don't want to be let down. So that's my policy position. So Derek, do you have any other uh, insight, wisdom, uh, fanfare for Brandon Peters? I would just say that my expectations are, are pretty similar. I think either way going into the season, I expected this to be a team, especially with a young core, uh, would be a team that would get better as the season went on. It's hard to see that because you drop one to Michigan State that everyone's kind of mad about. Obviously, the team's frustrated about that. You have a scare against Indiana. Uh, you get pummeled by Penn State. So it's hard to kind of think in terms of 
this team has the opportunity to, to peak for as much as maybe they'll peak this season. But I think back again to that 2015 season where Jake Rudock was on fire. A guy like J.U. Chesson really rose to the scene, and they smacked Florida in the bowl game. So if I look at this season, I think that there's still plenty of questions to be answered, and they've got to prove a lot to have my mindset change. But after these next two weeks, I think we'll get a great sample size. Obviously, there's big opportunities in, in Wisconsin and Ohio State. And again, I think that we're in a better position as fans watching a guy like Brandon Peters, who we can root for as a young guy just trying to make it to the national scene. And hopefully, as the season goes on, these guys are bought in and continuing to improve. And I'm guessing and definitely hoping that we'll be watching uh, some of the best football that we've seen all season from Michigan uh, in the latter parts of the season. All right, spoken like a true gentleman. So thanks for checking us out on the Go Blue Crew. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and iTunes at Wolverine Sounds. And you can also tweet at me at, Tyler, at Ty underscore Fenwick. And you can tweet at Derek at Divine Identity to let us know how stupid, ignorant, and backwards we are. If you would, uh, if you could also just like throw in a compliment, that'd be nice too, because you know those really boost me through my day, and I'm sure they give Derek a little high too. So, hey, thanks for listening, and go blue. Go blue.